Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the football podcast. We've got games from last week to go through, news, and of course, games to come this week to uh, predict. That's the word. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Share the podcast around. Anybody you know is a football fan, they might enjoy the podcast, so send it their way. And uh, yeah, let's get this podcast out there. Right, let's get started. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the football podcast. Recording in progress. That is, then, gentlemen. That is, that is it. That is the uh, the sound that we've all come to love and cherish that means the podcast has begun your audio and visual feast is upon you and is in your ear and eye holes as such welcome along to another thrilling week of football based nonsense brought to you by the uh, the gang here at cookie cast obviously i'm here in my capacity as your host I'm joined by the leader of the Cookie Cast Network, Mr. Andrew Cook. How are you, sir? I'm okay, thank you. How are you? I'm very good, sir. Thank you very much. Good. I'm also joined by our whole city correspondent, Mr. Stuart Womancy. How are you, sir? Hello, hello, hello. I have been better from a football perspective. Yeah, we'll get on to that later. Don't worry about it. And rounding out the, uh, the, the, the quartet, as it were, is our Nottingham Forest anchor, and I did say anchor, Mr. Matthew Moore. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm always sat on the edge of my seat waiting for the introductions. Never walked <laughs> it at all. Um, it's, it's another week on the podcast where, uh, from a news perspective, there's, there's very little to provide from a Middlesbrough perspective, as we have not signed anyone, we've not sold anyone. Um... We have done something off the back of a game that happened this weekend that I'll talk about at the time. Uh, but as it stands, no no news updates from a Middlesbrough perspective. How about you two boys? Is there anything to give from a whole or Forest? I know there's another something to give from a Forest perspective. There's there is there is a little bit of business being done this week. Not groundbreaking. They've not broken the bank to go and sign the next Ronaldo or Messi, but they they have. Returned Harvey Vale to Chelsea after a bit of a somewhat disappointing loan spell. Um, young kid brought him there to play. He hardly played, um, but he uh, no no yeah, Harvey Vale was the striker, not the keeper. Ah, uh, right, okay. Um, but he, uh, he he hardly played, like I said, and the chances that he did have, particularly in the FA Cup game against Fulham where he was clean through one-on-one versus the keeper and uh, goosed it. Um, so, he, uh, yeah, he's been he's been sent back to the south. But we have made a loan signing from Crystal Palace until the end of the season by the name of Malcolm Ebiowe. I think that's how we pronounce it. Good luck when we all predict that one for writing that one in the book. Um, he's a 19-year-old winger. And he's linking back up with Liam Rossini. They know each other from their days at Derby. 
Um, he has played for um, England and the Netherlands at youth level, which is uh, probably one of those interesting facts that will come up on a quiz if he ever makes it big. Um, he's currently made five appearances in total for Palace this season, three of which were in the Premier League. So they've used him sparingly, but he's, he's clearly needing some game time. So let's hope that say Rossinia knows him already from the, the time that they've spent together. So hopefully he, uh, I think he was described by Rossinia actually as his top attacking target for the January window and was very pleased to have got it done. So yeah, let's see how it goes. Very, very nice. Uh, and yes, I do know that there's been one man through the door at Nottingham Forest. Has he been joined by anyone else or has he passed anyone on the way out? So, oh yeah, well, what you're referring to is obviously Chris Woods, signed from Newcastle on loan with the usual smug Sky Sports obligation to buy if targets are met kind of thing for 15 million, which is, you know, not that we, not that we like to kind of rub it in with the mags every now and again, but you know, that's a 10, 10 million pound loss on the, on the investment they made last, last, last Christmas. So, you know, uh, Saturday on the way out um, we um, so we had a French defender signed like, under and under quite a bit of fanfare they signed him from PSG Loic Mbe so so and he's gone he's joined a French second tier side on loan till the end of the season he's never really kind of settled in at Forest to be honest he's, he, I mean he's settled in just never played um and then uh, we've also loaned uh, one of our youth, kind of like in the in the first team squad, but youth kind of thing. Aaron Donnelly has signed for Vale on gone, gone to Port Vale on loan um, for the rest of the season as well, just to get some game time. I think he's in that kind of crop of players that are, um, yeah, potential, but needs to go and get some games. Not going to get any at Forest, so yeah. out he goes on loan. So yeah, there you go. Um, lots and lots of rumours, as there tends to be around Forest. Uh, but a goalkeeper, please, please, <laughs> and a defender, please. That's the two things that we really could do with. Very nice. I thought for a second you said Aaron Connolly. I was like, what? He's gone already. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I did notice Mr. Woodmancy's uh, shock, um, and then uh, remembered that he uh, hasn't seen him play enough. So if he had left that quickly, he would definitely be happy about it. Anyway, we'll jump straight back in. So week twenty three's games, there were four of them, one each across the uh, the league competition and a League Cup semi final that may or may not still be ongoing, but that would be giving away the recording schedule. So I won't say that. So we jump straight in for a Friday night fixture that saw Sheffield United take on Hull City. How did this one pan out, Mr. Hull City man? I've been called worse. Um, weirdly, considering that ultimately. Hull lost 1-0. Probably, in some ways, better than I expected. Uh, in some ways, absolutely not. Uh, so, 
The goal came after four minutes. Jebison for Sheffield United. It's his first goal since May 21. So, you know, that age-old thing, if you've been shit for ages, play against one of our teams. But Hull actually put up a bit of a decent fight. It got real touchy. Real touchy. So, in the entire game, Sheffield United had six yellow cards. Hull had two yellow cards, but unfortunately had a red card also, as Benjamin Tete got sent off in the 84th minute. Now, having seen this back, he was always going to get sent off. But it's one of them things where you see it and you think, that was just ridiculous. So... You can see everybody's favourite Sheffield United player, Ollie McBurney, absolutely winding him up and winding him up and winding him up. And it's not like that guy, you know, should be in prison for thuggery um, or anything at this point, not playing football. But unfortunately, Tete probably is the as the new boy, not really had a chance to settle in the league, probably isn't quite used to the um Dark arts, shall we say, that occur over here just yet. Uh, lost his head a little bit and attempted to headbutt him. Now, had he been sent off for connecting with the headbutt, at least we'd have something to be pleased about in this regard. Because, as I mentioned, it was Ollie McBurney. But, unfortunately, just the motion of the headbutt was enough for the referee to, to dismiss him, um, giving Hull a bit of an uphill struggle for the last sort of six to ten minutes including injury time however they did all right i expected them to get absolutely smashed um and they didn't and the reports every report i've seen said that they put up a fight and you can't really ask for any more than that especially in front of a sold out away end as well so um not amazing because obviously tete is now suspended for the next three games in that regard but the goal difference didn't take a hammer in, so we move on. Absolutely. Uh, from a predictions perspective, Mr. Cook went for the optimistic 1-0 away win with Estepinian to score the goal. Sadly, he gets no points. Myself, Mr. Woodmansey and Mr. Moore had all gone for varying different degrees of Sheffield United win, so do get ourselves a point for that. I went for 3-0, Stu went for 2-0, Matt went for 2-1. Sadly, none of us had picked Jebison to score, so just get the one point from Sheffield United win. We move on. We picked we a guy we, we didn't pick a guy who hadn't scored for nearly two years, is what you mean. Um, I mean, you, you, you might say that. I don't want to let people under the, hood of, uh, under the hood of how I research my goal scorers. I look at the top goal scorers for each club on the BBC website and I go, they seem to score obviously, very often. very often. So if they haven't scored in a year, probably not going to be on my list of possible kind of targets for people to score. We've been like doing ourselves out of points all this time. We need to start doing this. Right, who am I playing this week and who hasn't scored for at least <laughs> six months? Now, you may all listen to this think, oh, Stu, what a silly, silly man. No, he knows exactly how our teams play and exactly how they end up getting scored against. So he's absolutely spot on with, with his argument, to be fair. So... 
one game down. We moved to the Saturday fixture that saw Bournemouth take on Nottingham Forest. Now, how did this one go, Mr Nottingham Forest, man? I, I, I meant to do the research on this before and I completely forgot to do it. But apparently Forest haven't beaten Bournemouth in a long, long time, which should have been something we factored into our predictions last week. Um, yeah. Uh, and the uh, trend continued of Forest not beating uh, Bournemouth in a long, long time because uh, it, it came out as a one-all draw. Um, from the highlights and stuff like that, it seemed, it seemed like Forest had the better of it. Um, the statistics certainly show that Forest had the better of it. Um, it looked like they'd taken the lead early on in the first half, um, only for it to be cancelled out for offside, I think. But it looked very kind of... Oh, oh yeah, Willie Bolly was like... His little pink, the nail of his pinky was uh, just ahead of the uh, defender, so that was... He was offside. I mean, the offside... I mean, don't get me started on the offside rule. It's absolutely mental. Um, but so he's offside. But Marcus Rashford for the goal in the other week in the in the Manchester derby wasn't that. Yeah. I mean, sorry, I, I, no, no, no. I, think, I think what you'll find out is where they've gone wrong is that Forrest didn't pay somebody to edit him out of the picture as they were trying to use that to prove. Did you see all that stuff? Oh, if Rashford wasn't stood here, edit him out of the screenshot. Yeah, well, that wasn't offside then, was it? No, no, no. But 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 Rashford was there. He was there, stood in between the defender and the ball, yeah. so that he couldn't yeah. get it or Absolutely. kick it out. Absolutely baffling. Uh, so yes, um, uh, goal. Yeah, goal from Ryan Yates cancelled off. Um, then down the other end, uh, Jaden Anthony, I think. Um, yep, it was a really nice finish. I think that one of their new signings um, crossed it into him. He took a nice touch. And stuck it in the far corner. It might say poor defending. It was quite. It looked quite an open kind of attack. Um, but uh, so then, obviously, Forrest came back and he had a good few chances. Um, Morgan's Gibbs White. Morgan Gibbs White looked looked really good, kind of orchestrating stuff as well. Um, Ryan Yates went off injured. We kind of spoken about this, and he was kind of in. You know, possibly off in, possibly injured, went off early in the first half. Um, but one thing we did forget: two rules that we could have followed for the cookie cast football predictions. One old boy rule. Sam Surridge used to play for Bournemouth, and also scored his first Premier League goal. All right, so there we go. Two. Two, two things to help you make a prediction. Have, have they not scored? I mean, obviously he's scored recently in the Championship, but never scored in the Premiership before. And old boy rule. So, yeah, uh, Sam Surridge scores a late equaliser. Um, again, went to VAR, but it counted because he was behind the ball when it was played or something like that. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, one all draw. Takes Forrest up to 13th. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. There's two things to pick off your standard weekly cookie cast bingo card. Old boy rule and first in a competition. So, predictions wise, both Stu and Andy had gone for 1 0 
Nottingham Forest wins. No points there. Gibbs White and Johnson to score those respective goals. No points. I had gone for a 2 1 Nottingham Forest win. Moore to score for Bournemouth. Johnson and Scarpa to score for Nottingham Forest. Uh, no points there. Mr. Matthew Moore, though, he knows his boys. 1 1 draw. Two points right off the bat there for Mr. Moore. Picked Solanke and Gibbs White to score the goals. So sadly, no more points there. So, didn't give the scores after the uh, the first game, I realised. After two week, after two games of the week, um, myself, Stu and Matt had one point from the first game. Matt obviously picked up two points from the second game, so Matt on three. Myself and Stu on one. Andy yet to score. The third game of the week took place on Sunday and was a North East it's not a derby, derby, as um, apparently, whenever asked, Sunderland fans don't class Middlesbrough as a derby, yet, obviously, when they win, they like to act as if it's the FA Cup final or something like that, which just happened to be the case, as Sunderland did run out as 2-0 winners for their first win in the Tees win derby in 10 years, 11 years, sorry. Um, fairly quiet first half there was a couple of chances for, uh, for either side I missed the first 10 or 15 minutes as I was still out in the, uh, in the shops sadly um, but I understand that um, the Middlesbrough keeper Zach Stefan didn't really claim an effort the ball went out to Diallo and he should have done better with a chance in the first half Middlesbrough could have scored towards the end of the first half a couple of good chances through fours uh, sadly, weren't able to take them. Uh, and then at the start of the second half is where it all went to shit, dare I say. Uh, Ross Stewart was put clean through with a through ball. Uh, and Dale Fry tried to track him all the way. little pull on the shirt, something like that. And from about, dare I say, the edge of the centre circle, Ross Stewart was looking to go down, but just was, was obviously looking to go down, but realised, oh, if I could just hold this until I get anywhere near the penalty area, and just go down there. I might win a penalty, and I might get the guy sent off. And he got both. So the the contact took place outside the area, so it was never a penalty in the first place. And uh, yes, Dale Fry sent off for being the last man. Um, the appeal, sorry, sorry, Middlesbrough appealed the decision and were rejected. So yes, Dale Fry now misses the next three games for that straight red card. Uh, Ross Stewart took the penalty. The penalty was saved. But the ball rebounded straight to his path, so he stuck away the rebounds to get the first goal. Uh, Middlesbrough then had a couple of a, ch- uh, a couple of chances to try and equalise, but uh, sadly were not able to. And uh, the scoring was completed by Ahmad Diallo with about five or ten minutes left to go. So Sunderland were now two 0 winners. Middlesbrough failed to score for the first time in the Michael Carrick era. Predictions wise. Uh, myself and Stewart both gone for 2 1 Borough wins. McGree and Atpom to score for me. Crooks and McGree to score for Stu. We have both picked Stewart to score for Sunderland. So we do get a point there. Andy had gone for a 2 0 Middlesbrough win. So we got the right score, just went the wrong way round. Falls and Atpom score. Still no points for Mr. Cook, sadly. Mr. M- uh, Mr. Moore had taken a 2 2 draw. 
at common falls to stop Middlesbrough. And also picked Stewart for a brace, so gets himself a point there. So, point each for myself, Stewart and Matt. Moving in, me and Stewart to two, and Matt to four points for the week. Our final game takes us back to Nottingham, where we had Nottingham Forest versus Manchester United in the first leg of the semi-final of the League Cup. How did this one pan out in the end, Mr Moore? Uh, I think from reading the reports and the kind of text updates, it sounds like it was entertaining, a bit back and forth, a bit to and fro kind of thing. Forest gave as good as they got, possibly, at times, maybe. Uh, but have ended up getting stuffed 3-0. Um, early, an early goal from Marcus Rashford, which I've seen, which is, which was very, a very good goal. Bit of poor defending, but a good, good goal, good finish. So Rashford to open the scoring, but six minutes, you know, that's not it's immediately put you on the back foot. Um, the uh, colossus that is Wout Weghorst got one just before the break. Um, obviously, kind of two 0 just before the break, and I think Forrest had had a de- decent kind of a decent stab at it from. From like after the first 10-15 minutes, you know, they'd had a goal disallowed for VAR, a couple of good saves and stuff like that. But that kind of second goal kind of took the sting out of it. And then uh, Fernandez getting one at the end of like 89-90 minutes. Probably to kill, not just the match, but probably the tie-off, to be honest. Um, but I think it's one of them ones, I don't know, you know, it's, it's been a nice cup run. I think realistically coming up against Man United with, with the injuries that we've got and obviously the fact that Henderson couldn't play against them as well. You know, it's been nice, it's been a distraction, but now let's get focused on the league and staying up. Yeah, I think you're right there. Obviously, had they been drawn against either of the other, the other two sides left in the, in the competition, you might have fancied their chances, but up against Man United... They haven't won a trophy for a long time. Well, I say a long time. Six years or so, seven years. When they go one down as well so early, it's difficult because I imagine that the team talk for Cooper was something to the effect of, let's get ourselves to half-time and then see what happens. And then six minutes in, they're on a bit of a loser and the game just opens up. I mean, the, the bit of the second half that I saw, it was very much back and forth. Like, Almost basketball style, but you'd like, like you rightly said, Matt. For everything that that Man United gave them, Forest were giving them it back. It's just that unfortunately, United finished their chances. I think that's the key thing. It's finishing into the it's the the big you know the, the cliche, but also the kind of truth in it all of like you got to finish, you got to finish your chances, you got to take your chances, you got to create good chances, and you got to finish them as well. Uh, I'd like yeah. to see it. Back. I'd like to see it back, but you're right about the keeper as well because the Fernandez goal, that it all popped on Rissing goal again by the look of it from from what I saw on the dive. Not, Wasn't not, great. Mm. Forrest like, did have a goal ruled out as well for offside. I don't know if we covered that. The yeah, Surridge scored. It was. It was like his apparently his knee. Like the you know again we talked the the offside ruling just. Shocking, you know, it's like 
on a cold day, if you're breathing a bit of like, you know, the steam comes out your mouth, that's going to be like right, offside because, you know, the, the edge of the steam was just across, like, just, the, just ahead of the defender. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't ever play football ever again because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that just by being, like, as as rotund as I am, that my gut would just render me offside at all at all times. His so. manchebs were just, just offside there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, from a predictive from a prediction perspective, uh, I was the optimistic one this week, and I'd gone for a one nil Forest win with a one year to score the goal. Now this was before we realised that a one year was a done year for at least another six to eight weeks. Mm. So that was never going to happen. Um, Mr. Cook had followed me in, sort of, with a one one draw. He'd also gone for a one. But had also picked Rashford to score for uh, to score for Manchester United. So gets himself on the board with a, with his first point of the week. Lovely stuff. Uh, Mr. Snew had taken a two 0 Manchester United win. So really cursing that Bruno Fernandez goal at the end of the game. Otherwise he would have had two points. But he didn't have Rashford and Anthony to score. So gets himself two points there. Uh, and uh, Mr. Moore had one three. Froiler to score for Forest, Garnacho, Fred, and Rashford to score for Manchester United. So he gets himself two points. So to close out the week, Andy, one point from four games. Myself, two points from four games. Mr. Woodbancy, four points from four games. Very well played. But Mr. Moore takes the week with six points from four games. Week 24, then, it should be. FA Cup fourth round weekend, but as we know, all our teams are utter wank and managed to get themselves <laughs> in the third round. So, luckily for Hull and Borough, they do have league fixtures, and then Forest's fixture this week comes in the shape of the second leg of the League Cup game. So, the first game of the week takes place in the East Riding. It is Hull City, and they are taking on. Queen's Park Rangers. Mr. Woodman's team, therefore he will of course go last. So I'll jump in first of all here. I've got a nice 1-0 home win with Esther Pinian to score the game. Mr. Cook, what have you got for this one? I've got a one all draw. Interesting. Estepinan to score for Hull and Dykes to score for QPR. Now, don't want to put too much of a mocker on him, although it is the, it is our podcast. So I did see something where apparently he is the he is the marksman in the division, which is the most wasteful in front of goal. So. That can obviously only mean one thing, is that the next time he plays one of our teams, he will, of course, net. Uh, Mr. Moore, what have you got for this one? Uh, I've gone for a one-all draw as well. Okay. And I've gone for Estepinian and Willock. Willock. Mr. Woodbunsey, how's it going to pan out? I have got Hull City 1, QPR 2. Oh dear. Your Hull City goal scorer. He's well overdue. 
And Andy will be kicking himself. Ryan Longman. The lengthy man. Your QPR goal scorers. Willock. Because it rhymed with Pillock. <laughs> and Dykes. Because of what you said before. So you've combined the two predictions before. Mm-hmm. Our next game takes us to Teesside, where we have Middlesbrough taking on Watford. Uh, my team, therefore I will go last. Uh, Stu, what have you got for this one? Uh, stick me down for Desmond. 2-2. Two, two. And your goal scorers? Crooks and McGree. And Saar and Bayer for Watford. I have a Borough 2 0. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Your ghost cards? Fours and Tuba. Fours and Ack. The girls have dried up a bit for Ack, for Tubes, the last couple of games, so he's definitely due. What a shame, said Esther Pinion. You want to watch your mouths. <laughs> Mr. Moore, what have you got for this one? I've gone for a 2-1 Watford win. Ooh. Ooh. You go, Scorers? Uh, Tuba for Borough. And then Saw and Adi- Adiyemo. Uh, Welcome amongst yourselves. A-D-E-Y-E-M-O Lovely. I have gone for a 1-1 draw. I've gone for Tuba to score for the Borough and Saar to score for Watford. Our final game of the week, as we previously said, does take us over to Manchester where Manchester United take on Nottingham Forest in the second leg of the semi-final of the Carabao Cup. Uh, Andy, what have you got for this one? One all draw. Nice. Goal scorers? Was this Forest United again? Yes, but it's at Manchester United. Yeah. I had I had two sets of predictions mixed, but then I was like, "Hang on a minute, that's the same game." So I got very confused. Um, so I had a one year down to score Forest, and then remembered that's probably going to be a little difficult for him. So I went with Gibbs White, and I've got uh, Rashford for United. Stew, I think. That third, as, as Matt alluded to, I think that third goal's probably just killed it a little bit. Um, so I expect there to be not an entire second string United side out, but I imagine the subs bench from this evening may be emptied onto the starting 11. Um, so I've gone for Manchester United 2, Forest 0. And I've gone for Anthony, seeing as I asked for him to score last week, and he never. And Ilanga. 
Yeah, Elang is definitely the sort of the forgotten man, I think, at the minute. You know, he doesn't really seem to get much game time. Oh, I, from yeah. what I've seen of him, I think he's he, he looks sharp. He looks a decent player. Yeah. Like he's he's one of them where he's he's probably too good to be on a bench, but is he good enough to be in like a top half Premier League starting eleven? It's it's one of them. Like alone yeah. spell probably a bit. He won't want to go, but then like you say, he's, he's got he's, he's got. A, I, I think come the end of the season. He'll have a big decision to make loan wise or not. I think. Absolutely, I uh, I wouldn't disagree with that at all. Um, Apparently, I've gone. We didn't get it, but you know we did. Well, I've gone for a three nil Manchester United win. I think it'll be a repeat of uh, the score we've seen tonight. Sadly, uh, I've gone for Rashford to get two and uh, the boy Weghorst to get the third. What do you reckon, Matt? I've gone the same. 3-0. Scorers? Rashford, because he seems to really hit a, like a rich vein of form. And he'll keep on going. Yeah. Ericsson? It seems like he hasn't scored in ages. Yeah. And Fred, because I just, you know, I predicted him last time, I'm going to predict him again. He, he likes to do it to himself. Uh, yeah, on the, on the uh, Rashford theme that you just brought up there. They actually just flashed up a stat on the coverage uh, and since he's, since they've come back from the World Cup, I think it said that he played in either 10 or 11 games. He, only, he, he didn't score in one of them. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's certainly uh, hit a purple patch. I mean, he played well during the World Cup, so yeah, he's, uh, he's, certainly, he's certainly back on form, shall we say. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of week 24's predictions. So I'm going to close that book up. It's so, so, so shiny. Filled with hopes and dreams that will inevitably be smashed in a week's time. That's it for your week, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just going to thank these, uh, these three lovely gentlemen for joining me uh, once again and uh, going through the, down, the downs and down of the... Uh, football world as it comes to a uh, Middlesbrough Hull and Nottingham Forest perspective join us again next week where hopefully the uh, pickings will be much more rich and juicy shall we say if you're going to any football this weekend enjoy and uh, we'll see you in about a week's time but for now goodbye so there we go, what do you think of that? Another week of games gone, another week of games to look forward to. Join us next week for more football talk. Before I go, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop any reviews you might want to drop. Share the podcast around. Check out the website, it's thecookiecast.com. There we've got social media links and an email button so that you can get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye. And I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to these grumpy old men talk about football. If you've enjoyed this episode, please like, share and subscribe.